Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti. And again, we are very honored to have with us today Judge Andrew Napolitano, a one-of-a-kind man who really knows about the Constitution of this country, what it represents and what we've lost with it, and how the government manipulates it, and um, as well as the what they used to call a Bill of Rights. It's a Bill of No Rights now. They do whatever they want with it. Judge, thanks for being here today. Yeah, you know, somebody, good morning, Gerald. It's always a pleasure to be with you. A friend gave me a, a gift over the weekend, and it's a poster uh, of the Bill of Rights stamped on it in red at an angle, except as provided by law. Because you're right, it's not a Bill of Rights anymore, it's a Bill of Privileges. The government does whatever it wants to it, even though every single person in the government, from a school board janitor to the president, has taken an oath to uphold it. You know, you wrote an article, um, again, you know, they keep playing the race card in this country. I'm sick and tired of it. You yes. know, good and bad comes in every race, creed, and color. And I'm tired yes. of the crap, too. Oh, if only women were in charge. Oh, yeah, like Hillary Clinton, who was so happy when, she, when they asked her on uh, TV how she felt when Muammar Gaddafi was killed. She said, we came. We saw he died. He, <laughs> I'm not making that up. No, no, you're not making it up. And and sure. Condoleezza Rice. Oh yeah, yo she. Oh the the next mushroom cloud you see. Oh again, I'm tired of this. Good and bad comes in everybody, but they keep playing the card to divide us and make us hate each other. And again, I'm sick and tired of the crap that America's a racist nation. Oh, yeah, what color was Obama? I think he was a couple of shades darker than me. What, what, nation, what nation that's racist elects a black president? Junior. Are there racists in this country? Of course there are. Are there sexists? Of course there are. There's good and bad in everybody. But this is not a racist nation. A racist nation does not elect a black president. So save your crap, shove it down your throat, don't try to throw it on me. And now you write this article about how the government and race, again, they're playing the race card. Well, they've been doing it, you know, for a long time. This The, the article it was triggered by the oral argument in the Supreme Court on Monday uh, about whether or not Harvard can discriminate on the basis of race in admissions and whether the University of North Carolina can do the same. The plaintiffs are libertarian students and uh, professors uh, basically saying that the 14th Amendment should prohibit Harvard and the University of North Carolina from discriminating on the basis of race. Now, these are two different cases. The University of North Carolina is owned by the state of North Carolina, which is bound by the 14th Amendment. Harvard is privately owned. But even though it's so fabulously rich, it still gets a few hundred million a year from the feds. And in return for that few hundred million, uh, agrees not to discriminate on the basis of race, basically to comply uh, with the Bill of Rights. However, the Supreme Court, Justice O'Connor writing for the court 22 years ago, in a case involving the University of Michigan, said uh, publicly owned schools and schools that receive private funds can discriminate on the basis of race because a, a diverse student body is a higher good than compliance with the 14th Amendment. 
However, this opinion, she writes, as ridiculous as this sounds, Gerald, only applies for the next 25 years because I, Sandra Day O'Connor, predict that in 25 years, race relations in the country will be so good that we won't have this issue. Well, we're 22 years out from her prediction. She's dead wrong. And the Supreme Court is about to reverse it. But part of this comes from, as you say, the government pitting uh, whites against blacks, for the most part, uh, on the basis of race. The Civil Rights Act of 64 telling private landowners who they can admit on their property and what kind of decisions they make. Harvard should be able to, first of all, it shouldn't get any money from the feds. No matter how rich it is, the feds have no business giving away money for education because it's not in the Constitution. But Harvard can do what it wants on its private property. University of North Carolina is the state of North Carolina, and they cannot discriminate on the basis of race. They have to have race-neutral admission standards. So that's probably where this case is going to go. I got to tell you an interesting part, Gerald. The federal government jumped into the middle of this case, as it almost always does, the DOJ. And shockingly, the DOJ is on the side of the libertarian plaintiffs against discrimination on the basis of race. So the Solicitor General, the government's lawyer, just finished attacking Harvard and North Car University of North Carolina when one of the liberal justices said, what about West Point? Whereupon the SG said, what about it? Well, the federal government owns four universities, West Point, Annapolis, the Air Force Academy, the Coast Guard Academy. They discriminate on the basis of race in their admissions policy. So the same federal government that is saying, don't you dare do this, is doing it itself. And when the SG was asked to justify this, you can guess what her justification was. It's the federal government's favorite justification, national security. Now, when she said this, the court roared, even the liberals on the court, because this is absurd that there's a national security interest in having X percent of Asians and X percent of, of African-Americans and X percent of Hispanics and X percent of whites in the admission class, in the, in the freshman class at West Point. It's preposterous. And all of this was exposed in oral argument on Monday. That's why I wrote the column. I, I share your view that we are not a racist country, no. but the government, by telling us who to admit on private property, has made it infinitely worse in that direction. You know, you called it the DOJ, uh, with the, the Department of Jerks. The, uh, the Great Bill Sapphire. The Great Bill Sapphire used to call them the Department of Political Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Depending upon who's running. Again, the people that get into, you know what the deal is. The people that get into these, these government jobs, they can't get a job in the real world. You know, they, they, they just suck into the system. And going back to this, this stupidity of this, again, are they racist? Of course they are, you know. They, again, they're sexist, racist. You know, but in, in every, look, you know, the Italians, people forget this. You know how the Italians were discriminated against in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, that we won't talk about that. That doesn't count. Oh, oh, by the way, you know, you could put these these TV shows on like, you know, The Sopranos. Hey, Judge, how you doing? Huh? Hey, how you doing? Oh, you could do that. That's fine. But let's do one with the um, let's do one with the blacks and, and and really, you know, make them, you know, gangsters and mobsters. Oh, you can't do that. 
oh, let's do it with the Jews. And, 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 and let's say, you know, oh, they're criminals with all the banking systems. How dare you say that? Oh, but you could do the, the Italians. That's okay. You put on a TV show, a TV show that discriminates like they do against the Italians. And most people think, oh, the Italians, they're all mafia. They're all connected, blah, 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 blah. The hypocrisy of this crap. And to show you the ignorant stupidity of the mainstream news, the Cartoon News Network, those arrogant little jerks. You ready? Major League Baseball has diversity problem. Experts say. Experts? You mean some piece of crap that you suck up to and bow down to and that will swallow the crap that you shove down their throat? Those experts say this World Series is proof. Proof of what? Ready? Yeah. Ahead of game number one. Oh, I know what they're saying. There's there's no... Six men World Series roster this week, and neither team's roster includes any U.S.-born black players. Why those lousy... They're discriminating against them. A stupid... They could give a damn if they're black, white, green, yellow. If they could hit home runs, throw strikeouts, and catch balls really great, they could give a damn what color they are. Why, how dare you say that, Salenti? They're discriminating against blacks. That's the stupidity. Part of this is the fault of the uh, Supreme Court and some of the tests for discrimination that it has required federal judges to use. So it's not intent, it's effect. Meaning if you have a baseball team that is all white or all non-black, there is a presumption of discrimination. That, of course, is absurd. The baseball owners want the best 26 players they can find, as you said. They want to win games. They don't care about the color of skin. I know. And and here's the crap that they spew out one of the experts that they quote. You ready? It's 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 six. This guy who they they quote Oterio, uh, who, who's this guy Oterio? He said, uh, "Oh, this kid's father that they quote said black youth need to learn the history of baseball and receive more guidance on how to get involved." Get what are you? They don't like to. Oh oh hey hey Oterio, how many black basketball players are there? What, what's, what's, the, what's the equation between black basketball players and white basketball players? Listen to the shit that they throw out. It's expensive. $300 gloves, $300 bats. You got to switch every single year. Oh, that's why they can't play, huh? What are you kidding? I mean, I grew up, you know, I mean, grew up in the Bronx and Yonkers. We play, they play in, in lots. You play anywhere that you wanted to play. You get good at it because you want to get good at it. Not the quality of the gloves. Oh, by the way, you look at the gloves that they used to have back in the day. They were hardly mitts, you know? I mean, this is the crap that they're shoving down the throat to make it seem like it's racist because there are no black baseball players in the World Series. How damn stupid can you be? I'll tell you how stupid you can be. Keep tuned in to CNN. Keep watching MSNBC. Follow Fox. 
Stay in the mainstream, stay moronic. Or subscribe to the Trends Journal and read history before it happens and see the facts of what's going on around the world. I could give a damn what you believe, what you want, what you wish. I don't play to an audience. I play to the facts. And the facts don't count anymore. Well, I mean, you're you're 100 percent uh, correct. I mean, the, the the World Series is a is a major sport and cultural event, and I don't think the public gives a damn. They want to see the best baseball players from from these two teams uh, compete with each other. But uh, there are people in the media that enjoy pressing these uh, pressing these buttons, Gerald. It's it's meaningless. Yeah. It's, not, it's not even a footnote in history. Now, again, I'm tying this into what you're writing about. How they're making racial issues the issue when, yeah, there's always going to be morons and imbeciles. As I say to people, you want to know why the world's so screwed up? Take a look at your family. Look at the crap goes on in everybody's family. I mean, oh, and you're going to fix the whole world when you can't fix your own situation here. They do this thing to, to diversify the people, to keep us divided rather than united. Who could give a damn what color a player is, what nationality, what they believe in? If again, if they hit home runs, if they if they catch balls really great, and and if they could, and if they're a great pitcher and they could throw strikes, you know, that's all they care about. But to diversify right. the people like this, the same thing with music, the same thing with everything, and and so what they're really doing to this country is destroying it in front of our eyes. And again, the stupidity of that person saying about. Uh, is national security. Well, you know, it's beyond stupid. It's, it's dangerous because this type of, uh, well, there aren't enough blacks in the World Series or there aren't enough blacks at West Point. Th this type of uh, attitude leads to government intervention and to denial of personal freedom and also denial of opportunity. West Point, let's say there's a thousand in the class. It should have the best thousand that they can uh, attract irrespective of race. It can be all black, all white, whatever, whatever it is. It's when the government puts its thumb on the scale in order to achieve some social benefit that has nothing to do uh, with the freedom of choice, uh, that harm comes about. I'm, I'm glad that the court laughed at this um, lawyer for the Justice Department, who's the Solicitor General, the principal person that represents the government before the Supreme Court, because her response was truly, truly absurd. And it, it shows you how two-faced the government is. Do as we say, not as we do. Yep. You know, I remember, you know, I love music and they had these old, old songs, you know, watch Jackie Robinson hit that ball. You know, they, they had songs about Jackie Robinson. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, it's so sad to see what this country has devolved into. And, and you look at what the, 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 uh, how low this country keeps sinking and, and how we've lost our style, our grace, and our freedom. And on the other note of freedom, you know, look what's going on now with this Ukraine war. They just keep heating it up. And now, and you had quoted Phil Giraldi and, and Scott Ritter, as saying that um, the United States had troops on the ground in Ukraine. 
And yes. they weren't dressed up in the in the military drag to make it seem like they were there. And now they're announcing that, oh, the Americans are there now. But of course, why are they there? Uh, we're, we're checking on the equipment or something like that. Right. Same way Vietnam started one of the great, great disasters uh, in modern foreign policy. We were there as advisors under JFK. As soon as JFK was dead, we had half, half a million, half a million troops there, 10% of whom, 50,000, came home in a box. Yep. What did we gain? Uh, well, we only killed over 3 million Vietnamese, poisoned the place with Agent Orange, and right. 58,000 American troops were killed. Two over 250,000 were seriously wounded. And I know guys that fought there are still messed up in the brains because yes. of what they did and what they saw. And again, yes. another war brought to you by lies by another arrogant piece of garbage, crap, scum, Robert McNamara, who finally admitted as he was dying that the whole thing was a lie. I wrote about it in my book, Trends 2000, quoting right. a former... Uh, uh, a fellow in the in the top guy in the service that said it was a lie and and how they all knew it and how Rob, what a piece of crap Robert Rat McNamara was. Jared, Again, I can't I can't believe that we're I just can't stomach the thought that we're about to venture onto another Vietnam. This one called Ukraine. It just uh, this will destroy America. Public just won't tolerate this. Well, the public will tolerate. It. The public will follow anything. Uh, the pod, look sure. at the pod, look at the people hanging out there like, like you you hanging out there Ukrainian flags. What hypocrites! Oh, you, you like what America did in Iraq, huh? Uh, oh no, no, I like Afghanistan a lot better. No, Yemen, Yemen's the war for me. I love Obama, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner. That guy Gaddafi has to go along with Hillary Clinton saying the same thing about Gaddafi, and they both said it about Assad. And here the United States condemning Russia in a border war that's been going on for 300 years. And again, yeah. you mentioned Scott Ritter saying, you know, that there were troops on the ground, and he had a great event over here in um, Poughkeepsie last week where he had a book signing, and here's his new book for people that want to find out more about it, Disarmament in a Time of Perestroika. Arms Control and the End of the Soviet Union, a personal journal by Scott Ritter. And uh, so people want to know about, you know, really what's going on. And you see this guy, boy, uh, it, it, he was really there. Scott Ritter's book could not be timelier. He transports us back to an era where the world stood on the brink of nuclear collapse. Daniel Ellsberg. Yes, yes. So, now, Scott's, uh, Scott's a great man. You and I have had the pleasure of working with him. He's a regular on my podcast and a, and a fan favorite, along with Doug McGregor and Phil Giraldi. <laughs> yep. So th this war keeps heating up. And what's going on, you know, I mentioned that the reason I bought these three buildings on the most historic four corners in America is when I came back from Germany in 2012. Actually, it was April 27th I came back. And when I looked at Berlin and I realized, and they showed me all around, you know, the whole area, you see these beautiful buildings and everything else destroyed. And Berlin was grander than Paris before it was bombed out in World War II. And I said, why didn't the people stop it before it was destroyed? 
And now the same thing's going on in Ukraine. The place is being destroyed. Yes. It's being destroyed in front of everybody's eyes. Yes, Kiev is a beautiful city and it has magnificent monasteries and Roman and Orthodox Catholic relics and churches and cathedrals, and it's being destroyed. Being destroyed the because people? the United States is involved in the war. What's that? It's being destroyed because the United States is extending the war by, by supplying them with the means uh, with which to fight. Uh, Putin can't lose this war, and, and yeah. the Americans need to know that. Yep. And now we have troops on the ground. Yes. So you look at the cover of this week's Treads Journal, and what is it? False flag. Everybody blaming, blaming everybody else. That's right. And that's what we're going to be faced with. So we're at a critical time over here. And uh, the people don't realize it. Again, they, they, they put out this stupid garbage, you know, like, you know, who's getting divorced, all the stupid crap I could care less and, and making, make us hate each other with this propaganda that they put out about baseball world series being racist. And the big issues are being overlooked and the details about them are, are not, not in the minds of the people. And again, it's so easy to um, march people off to war when they uh, have fear and hysteria. I want to read you something. This is from um, RFK Jr. and his movie about the uh, real Fauci. He says, there was tremendous fear in our country that was generated by the press and the media and the medical cartel, which I call, of course, the drug dealers. When people get fearful, their capacity for critical thinking gets disabled. And it's a human inclination to look for reassurance and leadership from their leaders of authorities. He said it perfectly. People, people will drop their wish for liberty and cling to what they think is safety. And of course, the government provides neither. Yeah. He nailed it perfectly. When people get fearful, their capacity for critical thinking gets disabled. And they look to these stupid little arrogant moronic clowns to lead them. How dumb can you be? Oh, and by the way, you know, you go back to when this um, war began, even before it began in Ukraine, and how the media kept saying that Putin was ready to die Putin is crazy. Remember that? Putin's losing Putin his sick. mind. Yes. Yeah. Now, let's let's go to America. Hey, that Biden man, what a solid cat he is. He's not losing his mind. Oh no, no, he's not crazy. No, he's he's right there wandering around spewing out crap. Did you hear the one you came out with yesterday? He mentioned Iraq and he said, no, I met Ukraine. And the reason I mentioned you Iraq is because my son died in Iraq. His son didn't die in Iraq war. Mm. But I'm saying how, how, why isn't the press when they were saying how out of the mind Putin was and is, how come they're not saying how 
out of his mind, right in front of your eyes, Biden is. I guess because they're basically lefties and they and they like his incompetent management of the executive branch of the federal government. What are you going to say? It's terrible. It's terrible. Well, Judge, thanks for being on. I always appreciate all that you do and how you enlighten the people to the facts of what's going on in this country and how we're losing our rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And by the way, you never hear that word pursuit of happiness anymore. Happiness is not allowed. And you read Washington's farewell address. He only mentions it a number of times, but you don't need to be happy. Be fearful. Be, uh, you know, come, come to us for safety. Give us your Liberty. Give us your Liberty and we'll keep you safe. It's like (laughs) Satan behind a tree. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Thanks a lot, judge. See you next time. All right, bro. All the best.